1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.
2: Daja Kisubo probably swears like a sailor when she wants to. We can too, when we want to. So if you're not a sailor, please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about the 13th and final chapter of Daja's book.
3: So grab your cup of coffee,
2: or tea,
4: or your drink of choice,
3: and let's make a leg.
2: Chapter 13 of Daja's book. It has been a journey, y'all.
3: It really fucking has. Definitely
2: has been. Okay. So we open with five people died. Mm -hmm. Yes. But the valley has water again and they've started mining for copper. The traders have stuck around because they need to recover their health. In this passage of time, Nico and Frostpine have looked at this bit of brass on Daja's hand.
4: Three days after the fire, they buried Yaren. Under his favorite tree. Yes. And then four days after the fire, Daja knows that she can still move her hand the way it had always had. Yeah. And now Nico and Frostpine look at her hand. But the brass won't come off. She
2: can peel little bits of it off. And if she puts them next to each other, they kind of flow into each other. But the bulk of the brass is still stuck to her hand. And they really don't know if it'll ever go away. Just sort of a weird thing. And then Daja gets an idea. Oh, also, the trader Gilav brings her a new staff. The Gilav and the Mamander talk to her and they're like, It's good you are young so you can unlearn all of the bad training you've gotten. There seems to be a theme about that in this book. Yes. So Daja gets an idea to work on a metal project. She talks to Frostpine about it. He kind of helps her figure out the blueprints of it. And she spends about a month working on it. And all of her friends and her teachers contribute things to help. Traders come back to collect Daja, basically. Daja says, no, I'm not going with you. As much as I would love to be a trader again, I can't leave my family and my work behind. And too much of myself is here now. She gives them the staff back, and then they say no, keep it as a sign of friendship. And yeah.
5: she said that they would be square as long as they take her name off the
4: Chung uh, Shi list. Yeah,
2: and that way she can continue to do further right. trade with them, and people don't have to get Kun in. Yes. And they're like, well, we sent somebody to go get your name off that list last week. So they're already on their way. And then Daja tells Polly "I have a personal debt that I owe to you. And they present her with
5: a leg. Leg. Robot leg. Leg.
2: This is a metal prosthetic made of iron and covered in the bits of brass that Daja has peeled off her hand. And it's been warmed by Triss. So it feels like skin and it moves and functions just the way a normal leg would. Because it's magic, it basically just sort of attaches itself to her stump.
5: Polly M will be able to ride ponies again.
2: And maybe even train them. Yeah,
5: Yeah. And then tears from everybody, including us.
2: More crying! (laughs) More crying. More crying! And at long last the four kids and their teachers go home. Yay! And Daja has the promise of getting to make Nails! Nails! Yay! She's only
3: made about a bucketful the entire time she's been there. And Frostpine's like, nah. That's not going to work. You need to make more nails. (laughs)
4: Once they leave, what's going to stop the town from burning down? Because there's still all the masts there. They only stopped it meanwhile. Yeah, they got their water and they got another, they got a copper mine. But there's still all the masts on the ground. Those villagers are going to burn to death.
3: The thing about fires, especially when it comes to forest stuff, is that it doesn't quite burn the same. And of course, they have all of winter and spring To go in and resettle everything, so small fires, or they can do small controlled burns. That's a lot of what our national forest rangers and stuff do is that they do small burns that are (laughs) self-controlled. There's been more than once I've driven home and Hobbs has been on fire.
4: I get that to do a small controlled burn, but that's when the mass is still pretty low. Their mass is still really high, so if they still try to do a control burn, it's gonna spread. Not necessarily.
3: Okay. It, it
5: depends a lot on good forestry, like building fire breaks and stuff and like, yeah. like actually planning to do a small fire. Because if you just try to do it like now without any planning, it would just spread like crazy. But there are precautions that you can take and like have people watching over the area that's being burned yeah. to make sure it doesn't go out of
2: hand. We're going to assume that Rosethorn said... this this is your plan fire service and they actually took her advice this time i'm sorry goodwin i shouldn't have interrupted you
5: oh no you're good i mean that's basically yeah like i'm i'm assuming that they're gonna take (laughs) better care of their force now that they can't rely on yara to just shut fires off like they're gonna have to actually put in the work
3: and of course they have all of winter to come up with a plan and spring to start working through that plan
4: that and Rosebourne so. was there a month after the fire, so hopefully she set up a plan for them. Because then and
3: they could have easily gotten started during that month as well. Yeah. So
5: Tamara didn't talk about that. I guess it's just kind of you have to assume that they would do better.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would hope yeah. so, but hopefully Rosebourne pointed them in the right direction. Because if not, it's been thirty years since they've had to worry about anything like that. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing.
3: Yeah. With a
4: plant mage,
3: with really anybody who knows anything about plants, it's super easy to, once you have a lay of the ground, have a map or something of the sort, and be okay, you can do this many controlled burns, wait this long, do this many more. And so, like, theoretically, in a month, they could get at least a third done. Theoretically
2: probably consider it good experience for briar
3: yep come
2: my lad <laughs> we're
3: gonna set fire to things <laughs> Briar's like hell yeah
2: yeah hell yeah if nico says briar is still going to have bits of fire and lightning in his magic so yep. maybe this is a way that he can use that for good
4: Another thing that I thought about is in the last chapter, Rose Thorn basically, like, bitch slapped Briar out of the way, and Briar was obviously hurt by this. It's been a month. Have they addressed this at all? I'd assume so.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that it's it's at least been mentioned. Or, you know, they could just pull a Rose Thorn and Briar and not talk about it, but still be cool afterwards.
4: Like... <laughs>
2: I kind of get the impression that Thorn actually would have spoken to him about
4: it afterward, within 24 hours. I guess if they haven't, the next book is Briar's, so maybe it'll be mentioned there. I don't know. Brought but up. I just kind of thought that a month it seems like too long of a time to have this unspoken thing between them. And or maybe gonna...
5: it'll, it'll lead to tension in the next book.
4: It will. And build mm-hmm. and build and build and build and build until somebody blows up. I guess we'll find out in the next book since it wasn't really touched on in this chapter in this
5: that's that's a good thing I I didn't even think about that although honestly I think that they would be like oh yeah that's that's rose thorn for you she could be mean sometimes
3: yeah well most of the being
2: mean is
3: typically a mean for a good reason <laughs>
2: My presumption is that Briar's not even going to be super upset about it after the moment because he knows the reason that Rostan behaved the way that she did. Yeah,
3: when that did happen, he was super jealous at first, but then he's like, it doesn't matter because she's at least accepting help from someone. So he might have just been like, well, okay, I
4: guess. I don't know. Even if he did get over it, I still feel like Rose Thorne should still say something because she hurt him.
5: That would be good manners to do that. but yes. you know.
4: She flung him across the room and just like, ah, brush it off. It's fine. You're okay. Dust yourself off.
5: He can take it. <laughs> Rub it's some
4: fine. dirt in it. You like dirt. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Not to make it sound like physical abuse is okay, but I'm sure that Briar has been slapped around. Oh, yeah, I'm
4: sure. But this is a person that he trusts. And he thinks dreamily about her like "Ah, Rose Thorn. And then now that person is abusing him. And I don't know, I I just really hope that she did say something. Maybe it was somewhere else where it wasn't written down. Mm -hmm. Or it does get addressed in the next book. Either way, I'm hoping that there's
5: something there Yeah,
4: point. Yeah, he can take it, but this is somebody that he trusts.
2: Part one is reading like a novice. This is where we talked about what we liked and didn't like about this chapter. And I'm sure y'all had as many feels about this chapter as the last one.
3: I have feelings, and y'all have to deal with them.
2: <laughs> I, I'm Indy, and I have feelings. Hi,
5: Indy.
3: <laughs>
2: Everything is
3: highlighted. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. But I'm going to, like, streamline them. I really love the fact that they buried Yaren at the base of his favorite tree.
5: They didn't do him dirty. They didn't just throw his body over the castle walls yeah. they very good nice
3: i've said it before and i'll say it again i want to be come a tree when i die me like too. you're going to put my ashes in a pot and grow me like a tree god damn it <laughs> 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 this speaks a lot to me because it's so personal they didn't have to go that far they could have basically been like mm, we're just gonna put you in the ground like we don't have any use for you anymore But they did something kind even after how he treated them. I love that so much. It always gets to me every time I read it because it's just little things, man. Just little things. When they come in and they're presenting Daja with the staff. And they're like, oh yeah, you're coming with us. This is a half-like, half-dislike. I love the fact that they brought her a new staff. I also love the emblem on it. There's a sinking ship surrounded by fire.
4: That's so cool. <laughs> like It's um, so I I bad. I mean, it is. Here's a reminder of your people dying and they sunk in a ship here you go here's a thing with the sunken ship on it <laughs> i mean yeah when you look at it like that and now there's fire as well that's what saved you from not being she anymore so all these symbols of her being she and not she are on this staff and it's sad and uh
5: it is very much a record of her history
3: and that's the thing it's mentioned in the first book is that that's basically what a trader staff's symbols are are cases of your life being etched into this so yeah it's sad but she's been carrying a plain unmarked staff for this entire time and it's a bittersweet type thing because she now has this opportunity to go with them that she ultimately doesn't take. But the fact that she has been presented with a staff that has these marks,
2: I kind of interpret it as the plain capped staff that she had before is kind of a symbol that her life isn't worth remembering.
4: Mm, that's oh God. Yeah. That's yeah yeah,
3: oh, yeah. Le- like i said it's bittersweet Ugh. for carrying an unmarked staff nothing that she ever will do in the future is enough to make her life worth something to them so this is the thing Hold me. Uh, <laughs> me mine's an asshole he's up there he won't snuggle me The leg. I just love the building of the leg. I just think it's so cool because it doesn't go step by step, but it leads you on. You don't have to know anything about prosthetics to know that for it to function requires a lot of engineering. Prosthetics are so, like, I think prosthetics are cool. This might actually be where my fascination with prosthetics started was this book. The entire bit with the leg from the start to the presenting It's just really cool the other thing is when she's like nah fam i'm gonna i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna continue doing what i'm doing thank you though i appreciate it when she presents the leg to polyam and polyam's just like this is too much i can't accept this because this is too much and dodge is like no <laughs> you don't understand. I have to do this. This is how I'm paying you back for the things you've done with me. And all I want is for us to be friends. And M's like, we'll always be
2: friends. And I'm just like, "Ah!" (laughs) feelings. Okay, Daja tells Pollyam that she owes her a personal debt and blah, -blah blah, I think that's true. I think Daja wants to do this because it's a nice fucking thing and she's a nice fucking person and yeah. she's using this as the excuse. Yeah. I agree
3: wholeheartedly. She,
5: she knows that she has to put it that way, otherwise they won't she accept, wouldn't. Accept but yeah. it.
3: Right. I love that so much because she's just like, no, you don't understand. I have to do this. <laughs> this this is something I have to do. It's not a one. As soon as she figures it out, she's like, this is what we're doing because this needs to be done. I have to do this because I have the means and the ability to do it. I love that about Daja. She's just like, she's so stubborn. And sometimes it's a good thing. And then, of course, I've mentioned it in every other chapter that has mentioned it. Nails. <laughs> nails. You have not made enough nails while you're here, so let's go. We're going to make more nails. <laughs> Who else wants to have feelings?
4: Brittany, have feelings. Okay. When Daja tells them no, she tells them, I've been a lugsha for too long. I cannot give that up. All of first book, all of second book, all of this book. She's been longing to go back to being a trader, And then she finally has the opportunity to do so. And she just gives it all up so she can stay with her family. And so she can continue to work on metal and stuff. Because if she goes back, she's not going to have any of that anymore. And this is something that she's wanted for months and months and months now. And she just gives it all up. It's just like, oh, so heart-wrenching. The other one was at the end of the chapter. They watch Pollyam get on the horse. She's in trousers and boots, and she swings into the saddle of a brown gelding as the ride leader signaled for the caravan to move out. So she's getting to be what she was before, which was awesome. My only problem with this is that she was the lowest of the lowest. If she's up here again, that means somebody else is going to be pushed down, right? So it's awesome for her, but it sucks for somebody else. <laughs> with
3: the way that trader culture seems to go on it doesn't quite work like that it's like everybody's equal until shit goes down
4: and then well you're need somebody to be able to talk with people because they have to have somebody in that position to be able to communicate yeah. with people even if it's not chung it was to be able to talk to like merchants and stuff too right
2: yeah, she's so, the person who buys shit. And if she's not doing that, somebody else is going to. Somebody's
3: going to have yeah. to do it, so. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're. Just going to
4: demote somebody.
3: Yeah, it, it like, doesn't yeah, necessarily. She
4: can train our horses again. That's more important than this job that you're doing.
3: Yeah. For being it,
4: demoted, sir. It,
5: over I,
3: here. it doesn't seem like that's how it goes.
4: Um,
3: I hope I think, not. I think but that. I, they will point someone who is designated for that, but I don't think and that, that it person will
4: still feel like they're being demoted, I'm sure. Oh, oh out of nowhere. Hey, you have to do this now. And this is something that is viewed as the lowest of the low, other than trung And they're going to feel like a, a slap in the face, I'm sure. And somebody else is going to have to do it. They're going to get disgraced. So, I feel bad for that person, but I feel super excited for Polly M. It's awesome that she's going to be able to do this, but Unless it sucks Polyam for whoever has to replace her. As
2: well. huh? Unless Polly M continues doing that job as well. And she's like, yeah. what? Which is a possibility.
4: That yeah. we
2: still see Dasha. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't
3: seem like the trading with, merchants and stuff is actually a negative thing.
2: That's what she says, though. Well, she literally
3: literally said it was. Yeah. It's also that I feel like because she couldn't do anything else. She couldn't do anything. Train her horses. She couldn't do that. She couldn't ride. She literally could not do anything but make these. I've kind of always viewed it because she's useless at everything else. Which sounds shitty, but that's kind of how I've always viewed it, is because she has been literally incapable of doing anything positive except for this.
4: she's so going to do something for her people other than doing things with people outside of yeah trader culture. So I, I'm sure that there
3: are other people who can still work and still do things and they're not going to be as low as she was considered the entire book so that's well, how i, I hope that it. is
4: the case because if it's not that sucks for that
3: person yeah that might not actually be right but that's how i've always seen it
5: that's i mean that's the same vibe that i got indy it seems like that culture really puts an emphasis on being able to kind of like pull your own weight And if you can't even do that, and you're more of a net hindrance to the group, instead of being more, like, helpful and nice to you, you kind of get stuck with the shit jobs. Yeah. They just don't respect people that can't do that, which is not right. But that's just kind of how their culture is set up.
3: Yeah. Goodwin? Yeah. Do you have feelings?
5: Uh, Some, but I'll try to keep it short. (laughs) So one of the things that I liked was uh, Dasha's new glitter the brass that was part of her blank staff kind of became a part of her. I feel like as opposed to just kind of being a physical thing, it also kind of represents her growth as a person. because mm-hmm. uh, her being trunk, she that's always going to be a part of her life. you know that was a time that was super difficult for her and she works through it and I think that helped her grow as a person. Mm -hmm. you know kind of see you know some faults with how she used to think how things can be better and i thought it was really beautiful i thought it was a really good use of symbolism the fact that she gets a nice carved staff with her deeds and stuff is cool too but she'll always have that memory of kind of tough times that she went she's gonna grow because of it
4: i also meant to comment on this too because also in like all the fan art you see there's the gold on her hand and I never caught it, and then <laughs> this part came. I was like,
0: Oh, that's what it's on her hand in the fan art. Now so it makes I need sense. to go back
4: to the fan art and be like, Is there other stuff that I'm missing here?
5: <laughs> and then I wrote Robot Leg in all caps. Um, <laughs> for, for some reason, uh, when I was reading that chapter, I think I had just finished like someone did a review on Aliens, the, the video game. And there's you know, if you've seen the Aliens movies or anything, you know, there's a part where. Ellen Ripley gets in a big exoskeleton-like loader machine to go fight the big alien, like, in hand-to-hand combat. And as I was reading that last chapter with Dasha, like, building something, I'm like, is she building a robot? Is she building an exoskeleton or something? It was just a leg, but still. Super, super, super cool. I just love the idea of her building a robot leg. But, like, it's magic, too. So it's like a magical robot. I just love it. I also like the fact that they called, um, Oh, that lady, Anulia named the copper mine the fire tamer mine, which uh, I thought was really nice. And I hope Daja gets something out of that because she did find the whole ass vein of copper and she should get something out of it.
4: <laughs> I felt that was geared towards Yarin. She finally recognized him somewhat because she never really recognized him. And then he was called the fire tamer, wasn't he? Yeah, that was my interpretation.
5: Okay. Yeah. You know what? I took it as, like, the, that being for Daja.
4: Oh, I took it as for being Yarin, because she never recognized him ever, and then now he's yep. dead, and she's like, oh, shit, this guy did a lot for me, and now okay. I should try to honor him a little bit.
5: That's true. I don't know. I, I guess I forgot about that part, because I just assumed it had something to do with Daja taming the
4: fire. Well, she did. They were yeah. both fire tamers, so maybe it's for both of them. Yeah. Both, both is good.
5: Interesting. But yeah, that, that was... That was pretty much it. Oh, and the fact that Daja will continue to make cool stuff. But she's starting Mm -hmm. with nails.
4: Yes. Nails are cool. Nails are cool. Yes. I don't know if they're
2: cool, but they're certainly handy.
5: Yeah, they're definitely useful. (laughs) I don't know how cool they are.
2: They make cool things. They do. Yeah,
5: but... but in, in and, and of better. themselves they're not super like if you gave me like a robot leg for christmas or like a box of nails <laughs> i'd be i'd be more pumped about one of those
2: my favorite <laughs> thing was the leg which we already talked about but my other notes center around the conversation between the traders when they come back to take daja with them And I wrote, is it really trader rituals for the adult to chit chat before serious business? Because there's something about how they like laid out all the food, but then there was a bunch of trader ritual they had to go through to get to serious business. But she didn't describe any of this. And Mm -mm. it just says that the adults chit chatted while the kids fed their cakes to Little Bear. So first of all, that doesn't sound like ritual. That just sounds like people being people because adults chit chat. Us, mm. for example. Also, why are they feeding the cakes to little bear? That's
4: what I was wondering, too. Like, it's cake. Fucking eat cake. Cake is fucking delicious. Why are you wasting it? Even it's wrong! Dog.
5: <laughs> like, it must have been, like, some sort of adult cake that didn't taste very good or something. Because that, that just doesn't yeah. sound like...
3: I don't mean to be shitty, but it states that Clark is the one who passes out all of the cake and tea and stuff. So it's not
4: traitor cake. Oh. Mm. They can get that cake anytime. And and they've been getting rations too. So it was made with gross stuff, I'm sure. So it was bad cake. Okay. That makes sense.
5: I see. Yes. I
2: also wrote down Shriek being ever so much like Briar. I know. I don't know exactly what that refers to, but he must be like taking food or something.
4: But I don't recall seeing Shriek in this chapter.
2: There's a part at the beginning of that scene when the traders first come, Shriek and Little Bear wake everybody up. But apparently there's just Shriek does more to behave like Ryor in this chapter as well. Probably somehow involving food
4: or annoying Triss.
2: Or Uh, answering
4: whistles announced the arrival of guests.
2: part two is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter anyone want to guess what mine was the power of friendship the power of
5: friendship
3: (laughs) hold on hold on i have something for this wait 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 anytime
2: huh have the catchphrase kalimba Friendship is why Daja stays instead of going with the traders. It's why she makes the leg for Polyam. It's why the others help her with the leg. And quite frankly, it's why they're successful at making the leg.
3: Mine was the same thing. I got gratitude. This idea of paying back a debt is a form of gratitude. Like, hey, you did this big thing for me. Let me give you something for it. And we see it most with Polyam, like Daja giving her the leg. But even though it is tradition and kind of just how that culture is, even the traders going, hey, so here's a new staff, um, this, that, and the other. And Daja being like, no, I'm going to stay. They're like... Well then keep the staff. This is us like giving you a gift for what you've done for us. We see it a little bit with the kids themselves, especially in the scene where they confront Daj and are like, Hey, so what are you gonna do? Ultimately there's kind of that gratitude of, oh sweet, you're staying, you're not,
2: you know.
5: She's going to lose her friend. I know. That was mine, too. Same kind of paying back your debts and gratitude really are kind of the same. I guess one's a little nicer to hear, I think. <laughs> but yeah, pretty pretty similar. The traders removed Asha's name from the Trunkshi records, and she didn't even have to ask twice or anything. They immediately sent someone out to go get that done. Yeah. Clearly, they owe her a lot. They are taking care of her in, in the best way they can, I guess polyam's new leg it's you know payback for basically having polyam work with her and you know eventually kind of become kinder to daja kind of loosen that um the idea that tron she's are absolutely terrible but she is the one that kind of gave her the opportunity to save the caravan if she had not been there with them trying to help polyam uh she wouldn't have been there when the fire encircled them in a roundabout way Daja owes her. Even though she kind of saved her life, she wouldn't have had that opportunity if Polly hadn't let her in.
2: Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter?
3: Blood of the Covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. <laughs> uh,
5: the preemptive kalimba.
3: The preemptive kalimba. That's why I still had it out. <laughs> the scene where Daja is confronted by the other three. traces is like, she's using anger kind of as a buffer for knowing that she's going to get left again. Sandry's all like... I'm going to lose my friend and I'm very sad about this. But ultimately, with Daja going, hey, I'm staying, I'm not leaving, you guys should have already known this. It's definitely that the bonds you make are stronger than the ones that you're born into because Daja's been a traitor her entire life. Except for these last few months. She could have easily fallen right back into it. It reinforces that found family. Which I'm always thankful that I have the people in my life that I have. Because my family is shit. (laughs) The only two people in my entire extended family that I actually give a shit about is my little brother and my little sister. And if my grandmother was still alive that's it that that is that is all i got with the theme of gratitude and the message of found family is really really important i just want to say i love you guys
0: oh that's
3: (laughs) that's the that's the the, that's the message i got out of this is i love you guys (laughs) i couldn't be who i am without you guys Than without all of the other people that I now have in my life. So, sometimes shit things have to happen for you to find where you actually belong. Aww. So, yeah.
4: There's your feelings.
3: I have feelings. (laughs) Y'all have to deal with them. Take that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm done.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, because my personal magic was cherish your friends. That's, I mean, it's literally the exact same thing. You know, I, I thought about how Daja could have returned to the Trader. She could have, like, kind of had her, not her family back, but a part of her culture back and be accepted into something that she knows and is familiar with. But she decides to stay with her newfound family and friends. And and she even made a new friend in Pollyanne. She did something super nice for Pollyanne, and you kind of have to do that with your friends whenever you can. Don't Even if you don't talk to them, you know, every day, when you do see them... Let them know they're appreciated. Tell them you love them because I love you guys too. You guys are great. I I really appreciate y'all. Be sure to let your friends know that because right now it's tough. It's rough for everybody. You know, little things like that definitely help. Love you guys.
2: Love you. Love you. Mine was basically what I already talked about with the leg and how Daja says to Polyam that she owes a debt. But really, this is just a good thing that she can do for a person. She has the ability to do it. Pretty much nobody else does. She knows that she can do this to improve someone's life, and so she does. I wrote, this is kind of like the antithesis of Shakespeare's neither a borrower nor a lender be. Debt isn't really coming into play for her. She says it is, but I feel confident that... She is not actually paying Pollyann back for anything. She's not expecting anything. She just is doing something good for someone because she has the ability to. And that's what I want to do with my life. I think you
4: do a good job. I went in a totally different direction. You pulled an indie. I pulled an (laughs) indie. Mine is with Yaren when they bury him. They knew which one was his favorite, even though they didn't like him. I want to be more like them, that even if a person treats me wrong, I can still treat them with kindness. Because it never mentioned what kind of tree was his favorite, yet they knew. They knew which one was his favorite. Like y'all said, they could have done anything else. They could have thrown him off the side of the castle or just put him in the ground and be like, I'm done with it. This guy was a jerk. We're done with him. We don't even have to think about him anymore. And yet they took that extra step and showed kindness and planned his favorite tree over his grave. And I think that was really awesome. I want to be more like that. Show kindness to people that don't show me kindness.
3: Something I want to mention about that specifically is they could have just tossed him in a hole in the ground. And they get nothing out of it. He's dead. What is he gonna do? A plane. <laughs> you know, he does seem the person who would come back to life just bitch. Uh, them. <laughs> they're not gonna get anything out of it. They literally just do this because they feel it's the right thing to do. Even something like that, where you do something for someone knowing that you're not gonna get anything out of it, but you know that they'll appreciate it. I think that's definitely a a good thing to also remember. Sometimes you just gotta do things to be nice to people, even if you're not gonna get anything out of it.
5: That reminds me of a saying in Spanish that goes, uh, haz el bien sin mirar a quien. It basically means, like, do good and don't look at who you're doing it for. It's kind of got multiple meanings, like, you know, do good even without caring if someone judges you, but The way that I kind of take it is to do good without looking at who you're doing it for. Just be better in general and don't expect anything out of it. Just do good.
2: Since it is the last chapter of the book, we are going to save our excerpt for our recap episode. Which hopefully we will be joined on by the circle of friendship. Yay! Cool. I'm
3: super
4: excited. I am super excited.
2: Love
4: you. Me. And then also we, we will be sending out a single reading yeah. kit as well. So
2: pay attention to the social medias
4: to be entered in for the drawing for said box. There will be more indie. Tea.
3: There will be more yeah. blankets. There'll be more blankets. <laughs> <laughs> And there'll be other stuff. (laughs) There'll be stuff. There's going to be stuff in there. It's going to be a
2: pretty awesome box. I'm excited about this box. (laughs) I am
3: too. I am super excited about this box.
2: Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly,
4: Brittany, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies.
5: Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at circle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
2: You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr.
4: And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at yellowisforhappydraws.com or on Instagram at
3: shannonandross. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for a few music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud.
5: Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening.
4: Let's all have coffee next week. Now... It's definitely knock the, the box out And give your cat the box The cat would enjoy the box Probably not the nails But it would jo- enjoy the box It may or may not that's, like that's the boy, But it will love the box Hey it Very might true. like nails too Just bat them across the floor true. Oh god
5: no, no, thanks. That sounds dangerous for everybody but
4: The cat might enjoy the robot leg also I think a cat would be terrified of a robot leg Especially if it touches it and it twitches the moves, <coughs> they freak the fuck out and run away. I don't know. They could chase a robot leg, too. If it's attached to something. If it's just okay. laying on the ground, twitching on the ground. Oh, what,
5: twitching twitching. like a giant fish.
1: <laughs> That'd be really freaky. I would be scared.
5: Yeah, I'd be freaked out.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too.